Well Expo podcast in association with Be Coached for confidence moving forward. Good afternoon, everybody. You are very, very welcome to today's webcast where we are talking uh, weight, uh, motivation, couples, sticking together, not killing each other and staying married, going through all of that. And my guests today are Rob and Yvonne Cullen. And I know you're laughing because one of the questions that I was going to ask you was, how did you survive it all? Well, first of all, Congratulations, because what you did was phenomenal. Um, but who wants to kick off? I'm afraid. I'm afraid to pick one of you. Who wants to kick off? What? Where it Death started, and how it started. Um, well, how it started really was. Um, I suppose we were away at a at a wedding in um, Nerca in Spain with our friends. Um, few friends off the road. About four couples went together without any children. So. Um, one of the couples was getting married, so we all went along and we spent five days over in Nerka and had a ball, like good. eating, drinking, dancing, everything, just, you know, really let go for the few days. But um, and then it was a real kind of, I suppose, anticlimax. Then when we came home, we were I know I was on the plane coming home thinking I just don't feel well. I actually you know, not that I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but I just knew in myself, I thought I'm really after overdoing it here and what's going to happen. So um, I think for the week after that, then it was like it was a real downtime as well. I suppose after coming back from the holidays, you kind of thought it was just that. But but then there was a night where we were looking through photographs and videos. And in particular, we saw a video of ourselves actually up dancing at the wedding. And my dancing was bad. Yeah, <laughs> he now does a dad dance, you know. All um, right, so okay, he's a yes. dad, but like he did that even when he wasn't a dad, but anyway. <laughs> and, um, but I suppose looking at the video, then it was like it was a horror, like it was one of those moments where I just thought, Oh my god, we're gonna have to do something here. I think different to a picture because when you're looking at a picture, you know, it's just it's it, two to me, you know, it's it is what it is, but when you actually yeah. see yourself you know, in a video and I just thought, no, something has to change. So I think we both had reached a point where we just thought, yeah. you know, enough is enough, like, and we have to do something here. So um So who actually said it first? I think it was it was probably something that we did together because like everything, like we do everything together. So but like I had tipped 20 stone on the scales, like Yvonne was saying, we're looking through photographs and videos. We have the two young boys and we wanted to be able to play with them and run around with them. And, and I just wasn't able to do it. So I think it was kind of a a combined d- decision together that, like, let's do something. And it was like, I suppose it was the first time that it was actually out loud between the two of us. Like I yeah. probably when I had, yeah. you know, when I had had the, the lads or whatever, you know, after having a baby, I went to try and lose weight or whatever. But I kind of did it on my own. And yeah. But it, it, it didn't work. It didn't do anything for me. And then I know Rob, like, probably was trying to do things himself on his own as well. But it was like it was the first time where we actually sat down and said, together, we have to do something. And I think because we actually said it out loud to each other, we didn't want to let the other person down. Like, I know we decided 
to to go and try and lose weight and Rob was all up for it and I was all up for it and then on the Monday because it was after a bank holiday in August and I was trying to come up with every excuse not to go I was like no that's what I was late from work today and but I think because he was kind of saying no we're you know we're after saying we're going to do this so we are going to do it that the two of us I suppose at different times throughout each one to be pushing the other but at that stage like I think it was it was definitely the two of us it was out in the open and it was we knew we needed to change yeah and and that's the thing and especially now at this stage because of part of the work you do which is motivational speaking you know yourself that when you say it out loud particularly just someone else you're saying it in a committal kind of a way yeah. and Yvonne like I can completely relate for that self thing doing it just for ourselves or saying it to ourselves but nearly automatically you can automatically start talking yourself out of it even though you know what it is we need to do you don't feel like you're you know you're not answerable to anybody if it's only yourself you know you haven't said it out so it's like well then they'll never know I tried so it doesn't really matter if if it fails well what I'm going to do because this might actually be a really good point for people out there that don't know you is I have the photograph I'm going to share. Is that okay? So yeah. I have it here on my screen and hopefully it will work. And there we go. Now, that is some starting point for yourselves, you know, and you still look really happy and everything like that. But looking at you, know, so how do you feel now looking back? Because that's what, four or five years ago? Yeah. That's yeah, four years ago, from yeah. this month, last month. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like, well, the way we feel about it is now, I suppose we feel, thank God, you know, that we're after getting to a point where we can look back and be OK with those photographs. You know, um, I think with our families and everything, it's not that it's a joke now, but like we do laugh, you know, we take the funny side of it or whatever. But I suppose we were so hurt that I think you know, that we both got to that point where we were, you know, that it was, it was like a health, it was a health scare, like even for Rob as well, I suppose, you know, um, it's okay now to look back, like everything, you know, it's okay yeah. if you can look back and smile about it. But I know at the time it was really, really hard, like when we were looking at photographs and actually probably at the beginning of when we started to notice the weight come off, it was actually quite difficult to look at photographs because mm. you'd get quite upset and you'd say, God, yeah. why yeah. did I do that to myself? You know, but, why did nobody tell me? But you, you see, know, on the other hand, I mean, well. like yourselves, I mean, I have kids. I have I have four children. And like the two of you, I I still have a husband, you know, still by my side. Thank God. But what happens is, and this conversation came up before as well, previously, when I was chatting to Barbara Scully, when we were talking about um, diabetes, mm. is that when you have kids and particularly, you know, I know certainly speaking for myself from the female, from the mom side is all you're doing is you're focusing on them. Yeah. And like we have an awful habit as parents then of I'll deal with myself, you know, whenever, when the time is right, when the time is right. So we don't see it we don't notice it we just keep going as we're going yeah you know but as you say it was when you saw yourself yourselves on the video because you were physically Mm. moving which is completely Mm. different to a photograph that then kind of uh uh-oh plus you also said you didn't have the kids with you that weekend when you went to the wedding 
you know, so yeah. you really were relaxed and comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose just, <clears throat> I mean, I, I suppose I didn't like, like that, you know, you don't see things, but I didn't see the way creeping on Rob, you know, to me, it was just, that's just him. So I wouldn't have, it, it never made any difference to me, like as to who he was or anything. But I can't, sometimes I can't believe the difference when I look back and forth. And the same, like, you know, you just, I suppose you take people for who they are, that sometimes the weight, you don't notice it, you know. So if you're not yeah. going to notice it on somebody else, you don't notice it on yourself as much either, you know. And there's no comparison. You're not comparing you know, 20 stone Rob to like 12 stone Rob now or the weight you were to the weight you are now. Like you, you can't do that when you're 20 stone. It's only when it all comes off and you look and you think, holy Christ, how did that even happen? Like, yeah. yeah. But as yeah. I was saying there, like back then when we started, there was a huge amount of shame looking at photographs like that. And we mm -hmm. kind of tried to put ourselves in the in the boys' shoes as well. What, what must they think of me going around to the school to collect them or bringing them to the football or wherever it might be? And I'm sure you're still the dad and they still love you, but is there a certain amount of, oh, you know, my dad is overweight or whatever words they might use to describe you? And, like, you're nearly doing that for them. And you're, like, you want to change for yourself, but you want to change for them as well and make them more proud of you and show them, you know, be more role models, I suppose, for them. And how old were the boys at the time when you when this all kind of kicked off? Um, Tommy was um, three and um and Liam was eight so like they were smallies yeah as I, do you know what I yeah. mean it's like as I yeah. was saying to you earlier like mine go from 18 to 26 so like yours were yeah. smallies so your eight-year-old yeah. then how did he react then when he started seeing mom and dad doing something new because I'm sure the food on the table then started to change and the shopping yeah. trolley when you went yeah. shopping started to change did he notice anything Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose like he, he was very much aware of the fact that we were trying to lose weight, you know, mm -hmm. and that um, you know, he'd be asking you every not, not that he had a clue about weight, but he'd be yeah. saying, like, did you lose any weight this week or how you I, know, because we'd be chatting about it or whatever, and we'd mm -hmm. say, Yeah, and he'd be saying, Oh, that's great, ma'am, and you know, and all the rest of it. And um, but like he'd see in the supermarket and he'd go to pick up something and the younger fella would say, don't buy that, ma'am. You're not allowed to eat that. He'd say, no, like, you know, it's amazing the but things they, that you pick up. They've kind of bought into it straight away because like um, even when we're talking to people now, like we're encouraging small changes and mm -hmm. they were small changes, you know, that we brought in for. So even, you know, changing your breakfast. But now, like, we'd all have porridge for breakfast. We all have the same meal. In the I evening. never achieved that. <laughs> We, Only a and, couple and, of well, you've so many different variations of it that the lads love it. So they might have different variations of porridge, but every morning they're having it. They're having the healthy meals in the evening with us. We might have more veg or whatever, but mm. generally we're cooking, you know, the same meal for the four of us all the time. And it's 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 easier to incorporate that into your lives as well. That it is the same. They're small changes, but they're buying into it straight away, and they feel like they're eating healthy. But yes, they still have their treats and their jellies and their chocolates and their ice creams and that but you're trying to keep them as as treats as much as you can yeah well, that's one of the things though as you say that's really important is that you eat together mm. as a family so yeah. it is the same meal on the table and i think that's as for a family group you whatever about even a couple going through it but as a family group that's really important mm. 
Yeah, like, I mean, we, I suppose, thinking back, like, I had to kind of really, even with the food or whatever and, and the shopping, yeah, you had to have a chat with yourself when you're going into the supermarket and say, well, I'm not going to buy that. And, you know, like, I, I had to change my way of thinking as well, not only about the food, but about, you know, planning for the week and things like that. And um, kind of having some sort of plan allowed me then to go into the shops more confident and say, I don't need that, I, you know, I'll get this or whatever but um but I I think for them to see that we're sitting down and enjoying our food yeah. you know yeah. that we're not kind of saying oh god you know I've just had like one piece of lettuce and now I'm really hungry yeah. and like you're not going to teach anybody anything by doing that yeah. whereas they can see that we're eating really nice tasty meals you know so and we, and yeah. we bring them in yeah. on it as well like we plan we started doing that four years ago where on a Sunday we'll sit down and plan where we're having at least for dinner and we still do that. And at the start, it was like a little bit like a chore every Sunday and we mightn't have done it. But now it's just normal. We sit down on a Sunday evening and decide, you know, each each day what we're going to have for our dinner. And we always look for it like if we're not excited by it on the Sunday, we're not going to be excited by it on the, on the Tuesday or the Thursday. Yeah. Or the yeah. So it's making sure you're picking stuff, you know, that you like, that you want to eat. And we still do that now every week. And then, like, Did you, you like, would you have always made a shopping list? No, no, I never really did a shopping list, but I do now. That's what I was so we wondering. Do, we because... do the board every week. Yeah. yeah we, have the, we have the board here as well that we put up every week. Yeah. yeah, which is great because that's one of the, yeah, which is brilliant because that's when you go in shopping without, say, a guide or whatever. I mean, I don't know what you're like. I keep my husband away from certain aisles, say in Aldi or Lidl, you know, the tools and what that they yeah, keep away. Yeah. At least if I go in with the list or give him the list, whichever it is, I, you know exactly what, you're, what it is you need to buy as opposed yeah. to what you want to buy. Yeah. But did you find that? Sorry, Pat. Yeah. Carry on. Um, I was just going to say, like, for us, I suppose, as well as doing the board then, um, which kind of gives, their, like, so I might say to Liam, like, you know, is there anything in particular you'd really like this week or whatever, you know, and he might say, I don't know, chili con carne or something like that or whatever. And um, so obviously we then have the meals laid out so we kind of have an idea of what we need. And then as well as that, then, I suppose, going into the supermarket, I try and say to myself, well, these are the foods. So I'd have like a green list of foods, an amber list of foods and a red list of foods. So things that I know I can buy abundance, you know, of fruit and veg and all those kind of things, yeah. whatever. Then there's other little bits that I might need to monitor, you know, or buy a certain amount of. And then I know there's the area that I just don't go anymore. And now I just don't even go down those aisles. So I kind of broke it down that way. Yeah, and that's, really that's well. the key, isn't it? Because um, what is it your 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 tagline on your website was um you don't have to be great to start was that it or yeah you don't yeah. it's it's literally just start take yeah. that first step so then what was your first step then after you trying to put it all out of your head and saying yeah i will start i will start i will start so what was that first step then that you took well, it was just, I suppose it was weighing ourselves first to see what we did weigh and then just, you know, making decision to make those small changes. How can we go about, you know, making the changes? To, like, we all know what the healthier options are, but it's bringing those in on a consistent basis that we can, 
sustain them every week. So you're not going from, okay, I'm not going to eat carbs or, okay, I'm not going to eat, you know, this group of food. It's making those small changes all the time that you can incorporate into your life and then just doing it consistently every day and making it that lifestyle change that you can do it every day, that it can be part of your life and not take over your life. And that has to be key as well, that it's something that you can incorporate into your daily life. And it's something that you love doing. Like I done catering in college years ago, so it was it was going back to, to cooking and, and learning how to cook more and, and enjoying our food and getting the kids involved and really, you know, going back to love the food that you're eating. I kind of think even sometimes when I think back before we, we made these changes, like what did we eat? Like I, I can't even remember like cooking dinners. I don't know what I did for like 10 years, like in the house. I, I don't know where I got the food from. That's you know, it. And yeah, you kind of, you don't see those habits no. building up, but yet no. you're aware of when it is your habits need changing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was trying to control the the likes of the portion sizes, but still filling yourself up, but maybe filling yourself up more on veg and stuff like that and greens that you're you know you know are good for you but it's it's bringing them in on a slow basis you know small changes but making sure that you can do it every day and then they just become habits and now as I say it's a bit like the board now that we're doing every week it's just something that we do all the time so you know but everybody knows what's you know good and bad food even though you don't like using the terms but we know what we should be eating more of and what we should be eating less of but it's making sure we can continually do that all the time. Yeah, um, but starting out and changing the habits and say, as you said, Yvonne, like even making a shopping list and things like that and planning ahead, mm-hmm. that all takes energy and motivation. Mm-hmm. And there must have been times along the way you kind of went, oh, for the love of God, yeah. uh, can I not just take a break from this? I'm just, do you know what I mean? Where maybe either or would have felt slightly, although you wanted to achieve it and, and, and get to the point even that you're at now, but at times along the way, you must have felt exhausted from the energy and effort it in itself was kind of taking. How did you balance with each other on, on that side of things? Yeah, like I do remember one time over Christmas and um, like that I got really upset, like as if it just got too much for me. And I was like, I just, you know, I can't do any more. I'm tired. <laughs> I can't, you know, whatever. And um and like I'd lost a good bit of weight at that stage. But like you say, it does, it was consuming us like completely. Yeah. And um, but Rob was like, I suppose being the two of us then, he was able to say, no, do you know what? Calm down, relax, you know, whatever. Um, we'll get there. Just take a deep breath. Take a break from today. Don't be thinking about cooking or whatever else and all the rest. And we'll go off and do something else. Mm-hmm. So we kind of learned from that experience that we, instead of, so we needed to kind of treat ourselves as well, or to, as you say, to keep ourselves motivated. We used to set small goals then for ourselves. And then when we would actually achieve them, we'd go off and do something. So we might go off for a spa treatment or we'd go off oh, and try to do something for ourselves together more so, or if it was just a walk somewhere or get out into the car and go do something, go to the cinema or whatever. Get matching tattoos, whatever. Yeah. So, um, we kind of, I suppose, we had to just keep in in our mind that we were setting small goals because I think if you were to think too far, like I would have never have thought that I was going to lose five and a half stone from the start. But I think we just broke it down into like half stone, a stone and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I think yeah. by doing that, it became more achievable. And then obviously because we were reaching those goals, you know, we felt motivated to keep going. 
but there it is hard work and oh, it is. It's, it's you know it does it can especially at the start it was taking over your life but then i think when you have those small goals and we we by rule of thumb we did have small goals and we're saying like we're only trying to lose a pound a week you know a pound and a half a week or give ourselves a target of, of seven pounds but no time limit on it and try and lose it. and then when you got to the 10 pound you always thought you were overachieving so you, you kept going and going and going and the more we were losing the more we kind of wanted to lose the more we knew like you at that stage, and you've just bought so much into it that you think I'm really going to continue with this. It's really working, you know. And even though it was only a pound a week, and I lost 104 pounds in two years, which I, which is exactly a pound every week. I was uh, just about to some say. Weeks, some, some weeks I, I lost more, but it was it was that consistency. But then it's sustainable as well because we always kind of said, look, there are these crash diets that you can go on, and we all know they don't work. But our sort of motto has always been, if you can lose £10 in one week, you can put £10 on in one week. Absolutely. So it, it's trying to, you know, make it consistent. And if some weeks, you know, you don't lose weight or you might go up a few pounds, it doesn't really matter. You can always claw it back, so to speak, because it's only a pound here and there. It doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. So that's, what about the exercise side of it then? What did you do that way? Because it's one thing to reduce you know, consumption um, for losing weight. But did you incorporate then any exercise or routines or anything else like that into your program as well? Well, Yvonne does a great impression of Jane Fonda. <laughs> we, I don't think so. We actually, we actually didn't. And we didn't really. Um, we, we did small things like we go for walks in the evening. You know, I don't particularly like the gym, so I wouldn't join the gym. So it's, it's bringing, again, bringing small amounts of, of exercise into your life that are sustainable. So going for a walk in the evening together, we'll get the lads out on the bikes, we'll send them off on the bikes and we'll go walking. Or doing, you know, a small 20-minute workout at home, all things that you can do easy enough. You don't need to be joining the gym. You don't need to do, you know, 10K runs. We try to do a little bit of running, I think, you know, at, at the time as well, even doing the couch to 5K and stuff like that. But I always say now it's it's nearly like couch to front gate. Once you get past that front gate, you've actually you've started, and that's the hardest part of anything. It is is actually just putting on those runners, you know, putting on your your running gear and going, and and that's the hardest part. I go and walking and and do something that you love. If you don't like cycling, don't buy a bike and trying to try to cycle because everybody else is doing it. If you don't like running, just go for a walk. I think yeah, so. absolutely. And like that, as you said, just even crossing the hall door, yeah. you know, is is a big step for so many. But if they can do the hall door to the gate and then maybe another day, they'll get actually from the gate to the top of the road. And then the next yeah. day, after, they might actually get from the top of the road, maybe closer to the shop or wherever it is they're going and build it up. Even just those little steps to actually mm -hmm. start getting out. Because even at that, your confidence must have been building big time too then behind all this as it was working and the weight was coming off yeah you know what I mean you must have the energy your as well. yeah. yeah so I suppose you felt then more energized so you felt like you could actually get up and go for a walk after dinner you know or um you didn't mind kind of doing a little bit you were out and yeah and you did get more confident I suppose in your clothes and that you would you know, well, the clothes I know were a big thing for us, but at the same time, like you wouldn't feel bad about putting a pair of leggings and a runners on, so yeah. you just go off. But it was more about the energy and just not feeling so tired all the time and not having so many 
aches and pains, you know, or like I know I used to have terrible back pain and I used to think it was because of having the boys or whatever. And I was saying it has to be because of that, you know, and yeah. epidural mm-hmm. and all these things or whatever. And it was only then when I lost the weight, I was saying, God, I actually haven't had like a pain in my back in forever. So it's those are the things that dawn on you, like, you know, when you do lose so much weight, the effect that they were actually having on us physiologically as well at the same time, you know. And what about, did you, were there any cravings? Because obviously when you're cutting down um, in foods, so you've kind of gone from main, probably mainly a processed diet mm. to now your home cooked fresh veg and all that. So therefore your sugar intake was different. Mm-hmm. So did you find, did you have any kind of withdrawals or maybe you didn't even notice them from some of the processed things, uh, you know, when you were going down to fresh food? I don't, I don't think so. I really, don't think we did. We, no, we, we probably, did. and actually one of, like, we probably wouldn't have had a lot of sweet things, you know, in general, but as, as like, you know, um, but like no kind of fizzy drinks or anything like that. Like we weren't big on that or mm. anything, but I think, um, I suppose we probably got sugar from, the fruit and from from different Wine. like yoga candy or something like that or whatever but um no we didn't really no. wasn't too bad i know for me i had i crisps were my thing so i had to buy crisps and i just had to have them in the house knowing that they were there but i never actually ate them and i still haven't ate them now they're not still in the house like but, <laughs> like they were yeah they were actually like there for a long time you know but it's just again it's known that they were there that if I wanted them and I really wanted them I could have them but I actually got to the point where I didn't even want them. I think it was more cutting things down rather than cutting them out. So the likes of yeah. your still your, your sweet treats and your ice cream or your chocolate like you're still having that but just in smaller quantities in the evening. And we did give up alcohol but that was kind of a it was a, a joint decision based on on having the boys bringing the boys to sports you know and and it wasn't solely around losing weight but it, it, it definitely helped because I think if you if you look at you know people when you're going out to drink you know you, you make bad food choice habits or food choices the same the day after you know and, and your whole weekend could be gone just because you had a few drinks on a Friday night or you have to hang over and, the kebab. Or and yeah. the kebab on the way home and then the next day you're not cooking so your whole weekend can be gone so we just decided to cut that out and I think that really was one of the only things we really totally cut out yeah. and I don't really miss it like I I mean I'd have the few Heineken zeros if we wanted to have a drink we can have a drink we you know we were on a cruise last year for a 40th and like we'd one or two drinks on, on one or two of the nights but it was nothing you know mad like the way we used to going back to the to the trip to Nerka like it wasn't like that where we was five days drinking non-stop so it was a little bit different um but that was the only thing we really cut out altogether. yeah yeah and still haven't gone back to it either. So it's not something we miss at this stage. Like No. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really a drinker myself. Like that, just kind of left it all behind. It, you know, you'd be hard pushed. I, I could have got a bottle of wine at Christmas. It might be somewhere in a press in there. It's not. I, I'd be the same myself. It's not something the that I'd be... do is give it back to somebody else. <laughs> That's normally what happens. So if anybody who's watching this, they'll be going, ah! Oh! Jeannie, great. <laughs> so you've changed habits and it, it, your withdrawal symptoms were kind of like, that was kind of the, the main thing I was, I was wondering because it's a whole lifestyle change. It's not just 
we're losing weight. It's actually a bigger thing than that again, because your whole lifestyle at home and with the boys and everything, you're physically what you can do. I mean, everything changes. Your mental outlook changes. You know, you're you're probably more confident in so many things that you do. But it was all stems back to just that one thing. We need to lose a few pounds. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like we can see, I can definitely see it in work now as well, like the, the difference in the confidence where, like I'd host an awful lot of events and, and that confidence comes and you see people taking photographs of you at hosting the events or recordings of them. And a few years ago, looking back, they would have been sort of really hard to look back in those photographs where now it's a lot easier, you know, to look back at the, the recordings of, of events or wherever. But your confidence is there and that comes as well from people saying to you, these you look great or... I mean, in work now, I'd, I'd always, like, I, I do an awful lot of networking and work as well. So, I mean, spend five years trying to get people to know who you are, and then all of a sudden they don't recognize you at all, and they're like, oh, where's the old Rob? Like, so you build five years up of trying to get people to know who you are, and then they, they stop recognizing you. But, yeah, yeah it, it, it actually has helped. And, and I I put your website up there for you to show that again, because uh, you do. I was looking at your website and I was wondering because I, I, you've attended food, well, excuse me, food festivals and other events like that. Now, obviously, this year was just wiped out, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, nothing there. Actually, um, which brings me to how did lockdown impact? Did you did you did anything change over lockdown? Did you find any old habits maybe trying to creep back in that you said, uh oh? Here, I, I better watch this. Um, I, I think we were lucky because I was still working. So I'm HSE, so I was out and I was still mm. working. So that kind of kept half a routine in. Rob yeah. became um, a teacher slash, um, I don't know, everything Hopefully. else as well. <laughs> Homeschool dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that kind of gave us that little bit of routine in the day that I was still getting up in the morning and doing a few bits and coming home in the afternoon. So kind of gave Rob a break then to go up and do a bit of work in the evening. So I think we tried to keep as much of a routine as we could. We got out for more walks, I think, then than we ever did because yeah. there was nothing mm -hmm. else that we could do. Mm -hmm. But um, And then I was able to go to the shop still as well. So I suppose it actually wasn't too bad for us. Um, I think no matter what the situation, like you still have you still have your own choices to make. So mm -hmm. I just looked at we have more time to cook more food. So yes, you've gone done more bacon and flapjacks and stuff like that which probably weren't great like but like it's it's home we did the banana bread oh everybody done oh that. yeah i did that we didn't here do sourdough no we didn't do no. sourdough just to, to clarify but making more you know just trying out different meals because people will come to us and say you know six months ago look we don't have time to go home in the evenings to cook meals and we're trying to say look most of the recipes that we have on the website are are what Yvonne is putting up on Instagram are like 15 minutes, 30 minutes to cook. So you have the time. But now people during lockdown are saying, I know we have too much time at home. We're eating rings around us. So there has to be that balance there as well. Yeah. But yeah, I probably found it harder now, being honest, being at home and working from home because you're closer to the kitchen, you're closer to the desk, you're closer to the fridge. But again, you just have to... And it goes to, back to that accountability as yeah. well because I suppose when you're at home and you, there's nobody around, I, not that I'm watching everything that he eats, but... No, I know but, what you mean. Like, you know, we we like at the weekends, we'd always sit down and meet together or whatever. But if you're here on your own, yeah. you know, there's nobody around. There's nobody watching you. So you can, you know, it would be very easy just to kind of 
do whatever you wanted because you've nobody you're not accountable to anybody other than yourself but um yeah I think I think as well as that we always are in situations I think we've been in so many situations where we've said we either work at this or we don't and I think I remember being out for a walk saying it's another one of those situations where it's an either sink or swim situation in lockdown so what way do we want to come out of this do we want to come out still okay or do we want to come out annoyed with ourselves and disappointed that we've we've done this again and we didn't and I think again it's that conversation and it's that chat and it's that getting it out in the open that we said no actually we want to keep doing what we're doing so it kind of gave us a focus to keep going yeah well I have to say um fair play to you congratulations it is like it is a brilliant story and even more so because husband and wife teams I mean whatever about women saying yeah I need to lose a few pounds but for a man to come up and say you know gosh I need to do something as well and to have that support because we know that women would normally go and join or do you know what I mean and they'll do it first and men in general I think are a little bit slower to recognize that possibly they need to also you know, look after themselves and help mm-hmm. themselves. So for that, and that was why I really wanted both of you on as a couple, you know, mm-hmm. because the, I'm sure there are conversations that need to be held in homes around the place. And one might be thinking it and maybe afraid to say to the other, and maybe they're, you know, so they're kind of uh, dancing around the edges of it. Will we, won't we, will we, won't we? So hopefully for all of those, after they say this, they'll know it is possible. For a yeah. husband and wife to still be together and yeah. go through all that and fall out and you know still be happy and come out the other end um so yeah brilliant I, Thank I, you think, I think as well barbara like yeah what you're saying about men is so true and I, I know when i post stuff on linkedin i'm kind of trying to be that voice of the of the man that was afraid to ask for help and i'm always saying to men and anytime i put up a post saying look the help is there just send me a message, you know, here's my email address, send me an email. The amount of men that actually do then come on, because they are slow, they'll ask them for health, whether whether it be around mental health, whether it be around obesity, you know, but the amount of men that have reached out to me in the last six months really that are are all saying a similar story to the one that I had, like they they tipped the scales at 20 stone, they lost weight before, they put it back on, they don't know what to do. You know, we all kind of know what to do, but it's having that person that's accountable. And I think that's why it's worked for the two of us, because we're both yeah, accountable yeah. to each other. But then somebody to support you and pick you up when you're saying, oh, no, come on, let's have a takeaway or let's do this or I don't want to do that. One of us will always say, no, look, we're going for a walk tonight, whether you like it or not. I know everybody's tired, but we should do it. We'd be glad we did it, you know, when we come back. So it's it's supporting each other. And I think that's all we're trying to do going forward It's just, reach out to people and say, look, the help is here. If you need it, just ask us. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll stick up your website there again because people can get in touch with both of you, Rob and Yvonne. And now I know you each have your individual careers as well, but for all of this and for the motivation and the motivation of speaking, I know, as I mentioned there a few minutes ago, the different festivals, because I kind of thought possibly, hopefully, you might get up to Donegal for the Donegal Food Festival, which mm. is a massive. This is the first time in 11 years it hasn't taken place and it is a phenomenal event um, and I think you two would fit right in 
perfectly with it, being able to speak and talk about, you know, and cook. to speak to the audience and cook. And, and that's the thing, because they and set I up. I didn't cook. So like even people saying I can't cook and I can't do this or whatever. Like, I think I always relied on the fact that Rob went to catering college and I thought he's going to do yeah. the best meals ever. But like, it's actually, I, I took over then with the food and just kind of brought it back to basics and kind of, <laughs> what are you laughing at? She's a better cook than me. That's what she yeah, wants me to say. To say. She wants me to say yeah. she's I a better cook than I am. He said yeah. he went to Absolutely. catering college. He just didn't go to the classes. I yeah. mean, it's just self-taught. I had to look, I had to read, I had to say, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And everybody can do it. You know, there's nothing that's too difficult. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's so easy. It's actually, again, it's like anything. It's just starting and having that yeah. variety and that color. And, you know, whatever your, your favorite meal is, try and make it at home. So if it's, you know, a burger and chips in McDonald's, try and make your own burger and chips. You know, if it's a curry, try and make your own curry and making them a healthier version. And anything that's homemade is going to be much better than, than anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, I tell you, this is one thing I could talk about this all day long you know without a shadow of a doubt but i have to thank you both so much for coming on and your website address is there so people can get in touch with you and uh, please god we might actually see you up here at the donegal food festival and yeah. um, i hope all these festivals come back Hopefully about because come back, yeah kind of kind of missing all the the people yeah you know? absolutely just yeah. don't tell anybody that we're in dublin and we might be able to go <laughs> Look, I'll chat to you again soon and thank you both so much for coming on today and uh, cheerio. Thank you.